0: So I think just even recognizing that we need adventure and spontaneity and play as an adult is really the key to unlocking a lot of passion, excitement, and sustainability in authenticity in our own health and wellness journey. Welcome to the Holy Well Podcast, where we reclaim hope through holistic health and wellness. I want you to feel empowered to believe in your body Start making choices that benefit your individual health needs and start to achieve your goals that lead to sustained wellness in mind, body, and spirit. This is a space where we can learn together how to live wholly well. Hey friends, welcome back to the Holy Well podcast. This is your host, Kelsey Jack. Today is going to be a little different type of an episode. This is a solo recording and I've been encouraged to do this and I've also wanted to do it for a really long time. I'm a natural conversationalist, meaning I love to interview people. I love to talk with people. So this is kind of a fun challenge for me. I do have so much information constantly circling around in my mind. Um, And this is an idea that I've wanted to talk about for quite some time, and that is getting too far in the weeds with holistic health. And what I mean by that is so many people are getting so very intricate with protocols and habits And there is nothing wrong with that if you are in a more advanced stage of holistic health and wellness. However, I do feel like we are losing a lot of people getting down and too intricate in what requires health and healing. So I kind of want to take a step back, take a deep breath, pan out a little bit, and take the stress off of executing health and wellness perfectly, having, taking 12 supplements, uh, three times a day, feeling like you have to detox and go after drainage pathways and remove parasites and mold. These are all really good things, but they are so much more advanced. And the reality is people really need to get back to sustainable habits and rhythms that are executed consistently and consistency over time in the foundational parts of health and wellness are going to serve you for a lifetime. Meaning it's not this all or nothing kind of mindset that you're going to burn out on. Um, It's really being able to create a rhythm and routine that serves you and your unique schedule and your unique body. And learning and going and doing as you go is very good. But That is really what I want to highlight today. Um, The focus of health and wellness in today's society has become so centered around diet, weight loss, fitness. It's good, but I feel like I've said, you know, it's myopic. It can get really overwhelming. People are burnt out already adding a thousand things to their plate on top of what they're already doing when in reality, they just need to be focusing on the 1%, meaning making their stress management better. On today's episode, I want to cover the basics of achieving whole health so that you can truly live wholly well in a very well-rounded way. The fact is, it doesn't have to be complicated, and I'm telling you right now, if it is, the stress from being complicated is probably undoing the work you're doing in trying to achieve whole health. As a holistic practitioner, this is really frustrating to me because the irony, right? We're trying to observe the whole body and take the whole body into account, yet we go after one thing really hard and the body gets really imbalanced. So it it misleads people into thinking, hey, as long as I'm physically fit, eat well, take my supplements, do this routine, I'm healthy that's really far from the truth because we're lack we're lacking consistency, we're lack, we're lacking sustainability and um, we're really kind of overdriving in the stress component. wellness is a broad concept and i'm totally aware of that being healthy all around means being healthy in all the different aspects of your life. nutrition and physical activity are just a small part of that equation. Achieving well-rounded wellness will make you a much happier, healthier, and just more balanced person. So what are some dimensions to take into consideration and how can we actually implement the things that I feel like move the needle and really matter to the body? How can we implement these rhythms without losing our mind from additional overwhelm? Well, I'm going to help you. On today's episode, we are going to cover all the things and I'm going to kind of lay out a roadmap for y'all on where I really feel like the sustainable habits that move the needle consistently. And I hearken back to this at the beginning, but I feel like many of us go from one thing to the next, like a monkey swinging from one tree to the other. And the fact of the matter is that's not sustainable, us going um, 100 miles an hour in one direction and then burning out and then just quitting altogether. So we've got to get back to an equilibrium that – is going to serve us and not burn us out. So I want to talk to y'all about a few things that I feel like every day really need to be in a routine and not going full out in one direction and not in the other. So I want y'all to imagine an upside down triangle. And then I also want you to imagine a regular triangle, kind of like the food pyramid, which is a horrible nutrition advice. But that aside is most people put rest and recovery at the very bottom of a normal triangle. I think we need to flip that triangle upside down and we have a very large focal point of rest being at the top of this pyramid and then it kind of titrates down from there. If you are not sleeping well and you're not resting and recovering, your body is not going to be able to function optimally, period meaning any exercise you do in addition to not resting and recovering is going to be stressful to the body. Any nutrition that you're eating is really not going to be absorbed as well because you are in a stressed, sympathetic, dominant state. So if you are not prioritizing rest and recovery, we need to remove this roadblock from your mind and being able to accept the fact that you must slow down. The body needs rest and recovery. On top of that, people going hundred miles an hour and they have a lot of different demands daily, they are extending their day. And this is a really bad idea because of cortisol. This is a, a hormone, but I talk a lot about adrenal balance and cortisol. And it is the storage hormone, but it is also your wakefulness hormone. So it's the antagonist of melatonin. And so your melatonin is supposed to increase at night, make you sleepier. The problem is many of us feel like we have to, uh, keep our demands going late into the night and this increases cortisol and suppresses melatonin. So many people talk about the second wind or a feeling of, uh, getting wired, but tired at night. And we all need to be getting off of our devices At least an hour before going to bed because of this very reason. You can be wearing the best blue blockers in the world, but if you are initiating your brain into uh, thinking, you are not going to be sleeping well. If you're not sleeping well, you're not recovering. If you are overly stressed, your body is never getting a break. So if you're feeling really, really burnt out and you're feeling like, well, I feel like I'm healthy and I eat well and I exercise we really need to be looking at, are you recovering well? Because that out of recovery and sleep, everything else in the body flows. Now, obviously I want to talk about nutrition. You know, we can get really nitty gritty on um, proper ways to eat and what you should be eating and how you should be eating. But I just want to pull back a little bit from this uh, very strict type of mindset. And I want to shift our focus to eating whole foods, period. So one thing in particular I want to point out with food is pairing your carbs with a protein or fat. Many people would be shocked at the progress they can make in their nutrition if they would stop eating carbs in isolation. What does What happens to this is it increases your insulin, you go to the very top of the roller coaster, and then you're dropping down and you plummet, you crash, you have no energy. If you want to have a sustainable amount of energy throughout your day, always pair your carbs with a fat or a protein. Second to that is I want to talk about first thing in the morning when we wake up, many people would say they fast. What they're really doing is they're using fasting as an excuse to So, they don't have to eat. This is a horrible idea. If you're drinking coffee on an empty stomach, this is uh, going to move the needle for you. Start eating protein and fat before you drink coffee. This is going to take the stress off of your adrenal glands so you don't feel like you're shaky and you're not running on pure adrenaline. Next to that is hydration. So, we're going to go in order of sleep, eat, hydrate, move, play, and then obviously. Rest and stress. So, on the hydration note, hydration is very important. It's actually an epidemic in our culture because our body is made up of 70% of water. Yet, many of us drink maybe one glass of water per day. I think if we can uh, shift the focus just to even drinking more water, you'd be shocked at how much better you would feel. You wouldn't be so achy. You wouldn't be as tired. You might find that your migraines resolve. I like to wake up. The first thing that I do is I drink uh, room temperature water from my Berkey water filter before I even have anything to eat or have my coffee. This really helps me gain mental clarity and it sets the tone for the rest of my day for um, drinking enough water, period. So after that, I want to talk a little bit about habit stacking. So how can we integrate these simple things into our, our day? So I like to wake up, like I said, I have uh, water, and then I'm always going to eat before I have my coffee. And then I have my coffee with a good cream. If you can't you know, have dairy, uh, coconut, or, or just something that is better or easier on the digestion, then I like to go outside and drink my coffee. And this is habit stacking, so I'm getting a good amount of natural sunlight, at least 20 minutes. I always do like to have minerals with my water. This can literally just look like a dash of sea salt, or you can get an electrolyte stick. After that, I like to start my day after I've gotten natural sunlight exposure. I like to go out and move. A body at rest stays at rest, a body in motion stays in motion. We are not supposed to be stagnant and sedentary creatures our body we have legs for a reason we need to be moving more and like i talked about this there's just such an imbalance we either focus highly on one and so one thing has to give and so this this concept of holistic health is everything matters the whole body matters so mental emotional and physical So after we wake up and we hydrate and we fuel our body appropriately, it's time to go out and move our body because we've been in a fasted, rested state, hopefully, from the night before. So I like to go outside and and move, just walk. And I think that, honestly, walking is probably one of the most underrated forms of exercise. It regulates our blood sugar. It helps our digestion. It helps our mood. It decreases our stress. And so – if I'm working with a client and they just feel like they can't even fathom fitting in any type of additional workout into their schedule, I'm fine with that. If we can just focus on pure movement, non stressful movement of the body, because chances are if you're in a place where you're feeling really tapped and burnt out, Exercise is stressful to the body. So if you're not able to manage stress in the totality of every other area of your life, then I actually don't recommend you do any heavy, crazy workouts. Walking is going to be a very soothing type of medicine to your body. You're outside, you're breathing fresh oxygen, you're just moving in natural light. I like to do this two times a day, once in the morning for morning light And then once in the evening around sunset, so I'm getting the natural hues from the sun, orange and pink, this is going to regulate our circadian rhythm. It's going to help um, tell melatonin. It's time to start kind of revving up. Cortisol can decrease at night. So we have a good uh, sleep-wake cycle foundation being established there. Now, obviously exercise, if you are able to manage stress, strength training is my favorite. I find that too many people are doing very stressful movement in their routine. So scaling back and actually focusing on what matters is strength training. So uh, cardio alone, I just had a great interview with my friend Kylie Larson. Cardio alone is not going to help you achieve whole health. Um, And in fact, many of us, like I've said a thousand times, are too stressed to be doing pure cardio. Cardio is very stressful to the body. So it is a tool, but it should not be the main focus. Strength training should. Um, Resistance uh, is very good for the body. It builds muscle. It builds longevity. It increases our metabolism. And it does not burn the body out the way that pure cardio will. So moving on out of uh, movement would be play. I feel like many of us as adults are so busy trying to get our kids to play that we forget we need play too. And this doesn't need to be something that's, um, you know, a stress to the body. But I would recommend you find something and, and, and going back in your story, what did I enjoy as a child? What just lit me up? What did I lose time doing? Those things that you loved in your childhood are still very much a part of your story now. we, A lot of us, you know, get busy in adulthood and we forget about them or we don't make time for it. So I think just even recognizing that we need adventure and spontaneity and play as an adult is really the key to unlocking a lot of passion, excitement, and sustainability and authenticity in our own health and wellness journey. So many of us are getting so rigid in our schedules that that's not where our body thrives. We've got to have a letdown. We've got to have an outlet. So if you're just constantly hustling and you don't have time in your schedule or you're not making time to just play whatever that means to you, I would highly recommend that you implement that into your routine. Then I've talked a lot about stress management. I talked about You know, stress doesn't just come externally, although that is where the majority of stress comes. Internal stress is a real thing. So most people that I work with or talk to, their morning starts like this. They wake up at the last minute. They don't leave a lot of time for a good rhythm in the morning. They pour themselves a cup of coffee. They get dressed hectically. They hop in the car and they're in traffic. All of those things are setting off your day from a very stressful type of routine. So if we can pull back, maybe that looks like you go to bed 20 or 30 minutes earlier. So you feel rested in the morning. That way you have margin in your schedule waking up to maybe wake up a little bit earlier, having a good glass of water, then eating either a good breakfast or a high protein bar before you're consuming your coffee. And then you're getting into your car and you're ready and you're not stressed and wired uh, out of your mind. And you're not hustling from getting out the door to hustling straight into work. And then you're not eating until 1 p.m., All those things are very stressful. Then you add in all the demands from the day and then before you know it, it's the end of the workday. You've got kids to pick up or now you're hustling to go get in a workout and you're not even eating at maintenance, meaning you're not eating enough calories just to sustain the normal functions of your body. So I think remembering that is incredibly helpful and healthy that stress is going to break down the body. um, And if we can make margin in our lives for rest and recovery, we can manage our stress from a much healthier point of view. And then another thing I would say is listening to your hunger cues. Many people are living out of a state of deprivation. And this all or nothing approach I've touched on quite a few times But if you're not listening to your hunger cues, your body is telling you, it's signaling to you that it needs something. So honoring your hunger cues is another great way to resolve stress in the body just by eating enough calories, period. This is uh, one of my shorter episodes, but it is from a place of encouragement that I want to talk to y'all from a place of, like I said, sustainability and good rhythms because many people enter their holistic health and wellness journey and they get really stressed out. They, uh, it feels very rigid. It feels very complicated. So I would just encourage y'all to take a step back. Write down um, your why. Why am I doing what I'm doing? Analyzing your schedule, looking at things that can be cut out, and um, do they need to stay cut out, or does something better and healthier need to be put in its place? And then identifying rhythms and habits that serve you and the ones that don't serve you, that, that stress you out. Can those be mitigated if they can't? How can you increase your bandwidth through rest and recovery to be able to manage your stress better? The uh, things that we talked about today, just to recap, are everything flows out of sleep and recovery. And uh, oddly enough, if you're not sleeping and recovering and you're already stressed, your stress is going just to increase even more. Eating whole foods. Cut out the processed foods and then cut out the stress while you're eating. If you're constantly eating in a hurried and rushed state, your body can't digest, so your your body um, digests in a state of rest. So I know I keep going back to stress, but it really does impact so much of all the other foundations. So we've got sleep and recovery. We've got good whole food nutrition, then hydration, waking up, drinking water first thing, putting minerals in your water is so imperative. We can actually drink too much water and it makes the cells swell. So if we can add just a little bit of electrolyte balance in there, it will do wand- wonders for the body. Then movement. Looking at your schedule, looking from a you know global perspective, are you really stressed? And if you are, giving yourself permission to pull back And just going for two walks a day for a week, whatever it is that you need to recover from the hectic, burnt out uh, schedule that you're in, I highly recommend. And then uh, once you feel like you've given your body uh, and you've listened and honored your body in a way that you've mitigated some stress, then going in, uh, stepping away from the high intensity interval training and the pure cardio as punishment, earning your food, and the calories in calories out type of mentality is not something that we need to be operating out of anymore. And I think just, good natural movement for the body. And then obviously strength training, resistance training where uh, cardiovascular is not your limiting factor, but the muscle is. So really targeting muscle and, and less cardiovascular. I'm not saying cardio is bad. I'm saying that we're imbalanced in our approach of exercise and we are really running ourselves into the ground. So I think pulling back, giving yourself and your body some time to rest and recover, and then just natural, non-stressful movement. Play. We as adults don't uh, either have the time or we don't make the time, but we must play. Uh, We all were a child at one point in time in our lives. And I really think uh, our childhood holds a lot of the keys to health and healing. Our story is so powerful. So even if it takes you a while or a couple days or a week, but just mapping out your story and looking from a global perspective of what you really loved to do. And we get caught up in our demands and our to-dos that a lot of the answers we are seeking are actually found in the opposite habits of what we're doing. And I know that that seems like such an oxymoron. But doing less can actually be doing more for the body. And play is one of those things. So whether your play is, you know, uh, planting a garden or playing uh, a sport or doing art or whatever it may be, reading, I highly recommend that more of us integrate that into our schedules. And then rest and stress. How we are managing our stress. So, I'll give you a good example here. When I was in the throes of postpartum anxiety and I had such bad stress levels, I was doing all the wrong things. I was not drinking enough water with minerals, I was drinking coffee on an empty stomach. Then, a full fledged panic attack would hit me. So, Really starting with these foundations of proper rest, proper hydration with minerals, proper food before caffeine will mitigate this stress that you are feeling. And if that's not moving the needle, then looking at things that can be supportive to the body naturally like B vitamins, um, taking a nap. Integrating maybe some CBD into your routine just to settle the nervous system. But I like to tell a lot of my female clients, are you really stressed or is it that your hormones are so out of whack that everything seems stressful? So if we can really kind of recalibrate the body through these foundations of sleep and recovery, good whole food nutrition, proper hydration with minerals, Good natural movement and non-stressful cardio-centric movement, um, meaning strength training and walking, play giving your brain some room to breathe and express, and um, really have no bars hold on it or expectations, can go a, a very long way for many of us. And then resting and recovering and mitigating our stress. And so one thing affects the other. If anything else is out of balance, even if it's, uh, you know, simple as far as like we're not eating enough or we're not drinking enough water, that's stressful. So if we can dial those things in, our stress will de- decrease. And it's not often that our um, requirements change, but our bandwidth is able to increase because we are taking care of our bodies in a holistic way way, a global perspective, meaning everything counts, everything is taken into account. And so a lot of us just need to take a deep breath, take a step back, write down, you know, what's causing us stress, how our schedules are imbalanced, and how we can reintegrate healthy rhythms and routines into our day so we're living out of a place of balance and not burnout. Okay, guys, thank you so much for listening. I know this is a different type of episode. I'm hoping to do more of these in the future, and I'm really hoping that gives you uh, a new lease on how you view health from less of a standpoint of pressure and should, and more from a place of balance and freedom. Well, friends, I just wanted to say thank you for listening to the Holy Well Podcast. It means the world to me that you took time out of your day to join me here. In John 10:10, Jesus says, I have come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. My hope and prayer is that these conversations lead you toward a life that truly is more abundant. Be sure to check out the show notes for this episode for a free gift I have for you for listening. And I'd love to connect more. If we're not connected on Instagram yet, you can find me at holy.well. As always, don't forget, you have what it takes to live a life that is holy well.